Welcome back to the Fantasy Flavor Podcast, where we're spicing up your daily dose of fantasy football content. Hey, what's going on, viewers and listeners of the Fantasy Flavor Podcast? My name is Dylan Thomas, and I'm joined here with Snot and Sarf, the Ravens fan, and Trenton Roberts, the Colts fan. I'm a Patriots mm-hmm. fan myself, so they both hate me. Um, but <laughs> we're going to get di- down here with a super flex. We're doing super flex rookie mock draft um and we're actually gonna do a mock draft based off of the nfl mock draft of the indianapolis colts fan forum so thank you so much to them i believe it was 30 that was a whole bunch of different real people kind of coming together picking for certain teams trenton mm-hmm. picked for the colts and the ravens i believe so it's good we're gonna have some fun here so let's start off this mock draft here it's not whenever you're ready you can hit the start draft oops <laughs> <That's> okay <laughs> So it is super flex, which is interesting. And um, this is kind of tough for me. I didn't know if we're doing one QB or super flex, but we're doing super flex. And it makes it a little bit easier. I was planning on going Jonathan Taylor here, who landed on the Ravens in the second round. But this is pretty clear to me who it's going to be. And I'm going to go ahead and grab Tua Tagovailoa, who was selected by the Chargers in the first round. What do we think about this pick? I mean, it's mm-hmm. on. It's on. I, I just can't. I'm not going to take Tua at 101. Really? Knowing what we know. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Burrow. Why Why wouldn't I take Burrow over Tua? Tua's got the weapons galore. Burrow you has to land. He just has... went off of my tweet. <laughs> yeah, it looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tua's always been <laughs> yeah. over Burrow for me. I'm, I'm a spicy man. No, I, <laughs> I just don't want to take that injury risk. Like, there is no reason to. That's fair, and, but when he's not unless, Steve Young, though, you know, we'll, we'll be sitting Unless Tua was going 101. Like, if NFL mm-hmm. thinks that Burrow is better than him and they are taking Burrow in the mock draft that we are talking about at 101 and Tua at 103, is it? Uh, one of, uh, one of, 106. One of six. Yeah. It does not make sense to me to go Tua for myself. Okay. It's a little bit risky, but I think Tua is actually a safer prospect. Mm-hmm. The only thing that doesn't make him safer is the injury history, so... I've talked to some mm-hmm. fantasy doctors and they think it's not a big deal. So I'm going to go ahead and trust okay. my resources. Sure. Trenton, you're on the clock I actually here. Sent a, hold on. I, I want to comment. Okay. I actually sent a tweet out about this mm-hmm. earlier today, how I would take Tua over Joe Burrow if he goes to the Chargers, yeah. which he does. And going to the Chargers, he has an amazing supporting cast. He has a great tight end, two great receivers that really like attacking the middle of the field. And uh, he has one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league in Austin Eckler. So all those guys fit perfectly what Tua does. Tua is that guy that attacks the middle of the field. He doesn't really go deep a lot. He doesn't like to attack the outside, but he dominates over the middle. All those guys fit him perfectly. And even though Cincinnati does have a lot of weapons, uh, Los Angeles does have the same amount of weapons they have a better tight end situation they have a similar wide receiver situation and their running back situation is as i know you all are you guys are lower on eckler but i mean it's not that big of a difference when you're looking at a quarterback perspective okay okay but uh we'll move on to the 102 since it is super flex i said i would take to a right over Burrow. 
So naturally, I have to go with Joe Burrow with this selection. He is, as I already said, he's going into a situation with some great weapons on that Bengals offense. And he's the first overall pick for a reason. He's going to come in and be a very good quarterback in the league. Yeah, so at 103, I don't have any comments yeah, on no that. Comments we already have this. Yeah. yeah. Um, at 103, I have a couple of options. I see the, that in this mock, uh, uh, what Swift is uh, taken as the first running back at pick number 45 by Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Jonathan Taylor goes at pick number 60 to Baltimore. Even though I'm a Baltimore homer. No, and, uh, you got to go Taylor. Don't do it. <laughs> do I it. wanted to go Taylor, but I have to go with Swift because I think first-year production will be much, much better for Swift than Taylor uh, because whether we like it or not, Ingram is going to take a lot of um, snaps mm-hmm. from Taylor. Forget snaps. I think he will dominate more than Taylor does if Taylor goes there. So I think it's a pretty easy choice for me. It's Swift at 103. Okay. okay. You know, I get it. I mean, Swift's probably the more complete player. I do think people kind of don't talk about how much he struggles in between the tackles. You know, I don't think he's as good. I think he's closer to Tevin Coleman, for example, than some people think. That doesn't mean he's bad, but he's definitely in that first tier. It's him and Jonathan Taylor. I think they both got great landing spots here. So with my pick... Uh, 104 here. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor, who went um, late second round to the Ravens um, with the 60th overall pick. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor here, if you could manually set that for me, Sonat. Yes, sir. Just overall, I think Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in this class, especially for fantasy purposes. Um, I think after Ingram's gone, I can't remember, Sonat, if he's there for one year or two years. I can't remember. One year more. One more. I year. mean, he can he can be cut after this year. Yeah. Easily. Okay. So, but he is in contract. Okay, that probably. We'll see. He signed three year contract. Yeah, yes. that's what I thought. But he can be cut. Okay. So, I mean, if they draft him this early, I could see Jonathan Taylor. It's just such a great fit, even though like it is, it is. They just run it so much, even with Jackson. And I think these mobile QBs really help out opening the running game too. You know what I mean? But Swift will get a lot of targets. That's where, you know, he definitely passes um, Taylor for me because Brady is there. Yeah. They clearly mm-hmm. need a running back. Like, that's the biggest mm-hmm. need right now. And uh, Ravens, you can think Taylor as a luxury pick. I would not say that. I would not go that far. Mm-hmm. But for this year, he could be a luxury pick for the Ravens. But Tampa Bay definitely needs a running back. And they are selecting Swift over Taylor. So, you know, adding all those things up, I just could not take Taylor over Swift. Yeah, definitely higher draft capital. It's similar to me. What do you think? Um, For both the for both these picks, it's uh, just preference, really. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to a great situation in Baltimore where he will be that lead back in the top rushing offense within a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have... Uh, DeAndre Swift, who, for those of you that have stuck around the podcast for a long time, you know that a while back I compared him to a young Shady McCoy. I think he has some great talent, and I feel like Tampa Bay is a good landing spot. So both those picks are very solid. Uh, Can't go wrong with either of those two guys. But after those guys, that's where Mm -hmm. it starts to get kind of hairy. So sitting here at the 105, uh, I'm diving deep into the draft. This guy shouldn't have fallen this far in the draft, but he did. 
went 119 to Jacksonville, who traded uh, for that pick from Atlanta. Um, and at that pick, the Jaguars selected Cam Akers. Whoa, 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 uh, wait was, a second. Cam Akers I, over J.K. Dobbins? Have you had a change of heart? That's what I want you to address first. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Cam Akers is going to a great landing spot. Sure, J.K. Dobbins was drafted to Miami here, and he mm-hmm. has a clear lead back role if he goes in and performs. But I think Cam Akers has more upside overall than Dobbins. And going to Jacksonville, who just earlier today we were we were hearing speculation that Jacksonville was wanting to trade Fournette. They trade Fournette. Akers has a lot of that backfield just opens up a ton of volume, and Akers can come in and take that. And I feel like Jacksonville is in a better situation than Miami for a ground attack uh, type thing. So I feel like that's a better situation. So if you want to go ahead and Grab me Cam Akers at the 105, Sonaton. Yes. Uh, we can move on unless you guys have anything just, to say. I was just trying to – no, I, I would take Dobbins over Akers, but, you know, it's – Yeah. But, I mean, mm-hmm. depending on the draft capital, I obviously like Akers a lot. And mm-hmm. But here I can see that he's going to – but again, uh, looking at the that Fournette uh, rumor right, going uh, right now, if, he, in fact, Fournette is traded, then, of course, Akers, yeah – Definitely shoot up the board, and he's he will be my third running back for sure. Yeah, I'm surprised he even went in the fourth round. That's kind of a little alarming for me. He went that late, uh, but now since yeah. we know they're trading for now, I feel like if they were to take Cam Akers, for example, I even saw it on Twitter with Cam Akers to Jacksonville, it would like probably be more like in the third round. I don't see him waiting till the fourth round. <laughs> but as ja- before we move on here, is Jacksonville if they trade Fournette, is that like the best running back landing spot available? Because we already know there's so many touches <laughs> available. We already know there's so many targets available. Like Fournette wasn't the best. Like, yeah, is it top three then? If it's not number one, where does it rank for you guys? For me, number two. Yeah, probably around the after same. after Tampa. I think Tampa is my number one landing spot. Yeah, and then Jacksonville. If if Fournette is traded, mm-hmm. if Fournette is traded, it makes it interesting. But they're not quite number one. They're top three. But you still have to look at that offensive line in Jacksonville. The reason that Fournette mm-hmm. wasn't efficient was because I think I read earlier mm-hmm. he had 0.7 yards before contact per run. So most of his yards were after contact or yeah. first contact. Mm-hmm. So he's he played that really well. And that offensive line is going to hurt whichever running back they might mm-hmm. draft. I think but I still think that volume is there enough. I think these running backs are better than Fournette. I mean, they are more complete. As you can see, Fournette catches the passes, but he doesn't look smooth catching them. Uh, and uh, like he can't. Yeah, do it. not mm-hmm. Yeah, he can. Anyone can. I think even Howard catches twenty-five passes, man. Like yeah, but Fournette <laughs> got Howard, eighty. Let's let's not treat eighty and twenty-five like I the mean, same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they threw it so much. So yeah. I mean, look at the number of targets too. And clearly, Minshew wants to throw to his running backs. And I think Akers is very, very smooth at that. That's why. And yeah. look at the volume they give to their running backs. I, you you can't get such kind of volume anywhere else. True. Like, even Tampa Bay could be a committee with Ronald. Ronald Jones wasn't bad last year. He really wasn't that bad running the ball last year. And it could He could be... not beat Barber, man. Like, he couldn't imagine like, get that... like, the whole work. But he was decent. He rushed for like 800 plus yards or whatever. Really? Yeah. 
I'm not kidding you. Look it up right right now. I can look okay. it up while you make your next pick here. So what's your next pick? Uh, I really wanted to go Judy, but he's landing in at the Jets. Uh, I have to think about it. Well, CD Lamb in the Jets here. Uh, oh, sorry. Judy is Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like the quarterback situation there too much. And then CD Lamb also mm-hmm. went there. So I think I'll go with Dobbins. Like he's the only uh, player I think who who is guaranteed to get uh, first year uh, touches. And he I really like Dobbins a lot, even though he did not you know participate in the combine. And Miami, I don't think Jordan Howard is going to stop him for a while. And clearly they want to uh, play defense and run the ball. So I think I'll go with Dobbins. Yeah, definitely running backs are kind of slim here. There's um one other guy here and kind of that top five got a bad landing spot. But to yeah, exactly. to bring it back to Ronald Jones quickly here, so he moved 724 rushing yards, 4.2 yards per carry, 300 receiving yards on 31 catches out of 40 targets. So I was a little off, but I think he was more productive than we realized. Anyways, that doesn't yeah, matter. Um, So yeah, I really like the Dobbins pick there. I, I would have taken him because of the good draft capital over acres. That kind of matters a lot to me. Um, yeah, both are too. both are solid spots. So J.K. Dobbins gonna get so many receptions, unless they use like Patrick Lard or whatever, because it's Jordan yeah. Howard with them. Jordan Howard can't catch anything. He's gonna be there. And they problem. Job Dobbins is terrible at pass protection though. So it'll be interesting to see. What do you think, friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a good pick there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have you don't really have anything else to look at. I mean. The net, like like you said, the next best options were the wide receivers, and both of them had not great landing spots. Yeah, definitely. so yeah, you're definitely looking at that next running back after those guys. Yeah, so here for the 107, this pick terrifies me. I'm probably <laughs> going wide receiver here, and Zan probably already knows where I'm going. I'm probably going to take CD Lamb here, um, with the 107. That's just my best overall player. Like like Jacksonville, uh, where Judy went at the 109, I believe, in the 111, where CD Lamb went in the first round. Just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, they're both bad spots. So I'm going to take the better talent. I think Geese is out in a year anyways. So, and maybe they'll need a new quarterback. But, like, for wide receivers, I don't expect them to produce much year one anyway. So yeah. I'm going to take CD Lamb here with the pick 107. I feel good about it. I think it, Sam Darnold has shown flashes of Jameis Winston, but still that could be good for fantasy value. Um, you know, he's seeing ghosts and hopefully um, CD Lamb will be seeing some touchdown passes from him. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, uh, you know, the number one spot there is for the take. So I really like that. Take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of volume there. I mean, we already know Trenton's not a CD Lamb guy. I called him a bust before he ever stepped on a field. He said the same thing about Nikhil Harry last year, so you know maybe he's onto something. But yeah, Trenton, mm-hmm. your pick. Oh, it's my pick. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, see, I yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm going to go with the other wide receiver, Jerry Judy, because looking at Jacksonville, mm-hmm. sure, their quarterback situation is rough right now. But they're projected to be like a top pick, maybe the first overall pick. They could get their hands on a quarterback next year, like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. They get one of those two guys, 
or even another guy that breaks out next year, maybe comes up as like a top five pick at quarterback. If they get a quarterback, then Judy's value is going to skyrocket. Uh, the Jets already have their quarterback, so they're sitting with that. And CD's Lamb or CD Lamb's volume and potential is going to be capped because of that. Uh, Jerry Judy's volume and potential has no limit until we know who their quarterback of the future is. So I think that they have, I'll go with Jerry Judy here. And I think that they draft a quarterback highly next year. Okay. Yeah. They're close uh, for me. I'll say that. I mean, I think this next pick's easier for Sonata and I want to see you fuck it up though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all my, you know, uh, receivers that I like are going to weird places in this mock. Well, there's one in particular, I, but. Yeah, I don't like their landing spots, especially the one that I like a lot. Ah. So I'll go with the quarterback, the safe choice. Okay. I'll go with Herbert. Here, it's a, uh, he's taken before Tua, so the draft capital is there. And then um, it's Miami, so I don't think um, the Fitzmagic is going to stop him for, maybe he can even start after a few games. Because some at some game, Fitzmagic is going to throw like four interceptions and he will be, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. f- forced to sit after that. So I think Herbert is the safe choice here. Looking at the other uh, landing spots, I don't like some of those. So it definitely makes sense there to me. Um, I don't know if we're actually doing the second round as a snake or a linear. I see we have it a snake. Um, just something to think about. Are we gonna do it linear so I pick up the two two oh one again and you could just manually set that before I continue here? Do you see that? Okay. Are we gonna do it like okay. that? You'll have to just manually uh, set for the second round, right? Because it's... Yeah, I'll, I'll set it manually. Yeah, okay, cool. I just want to make sure. All right, anyways, mm. 110. This was kind of easy for me. I really like Justin Jefferson in the first round here to the Green Bay Packers. So that'll be my pick here at 110. Um, He went 30th overall to the Packers. I really like Justin... Je- How can you not like Justin Jefferson? He is really I good I do, film. but I don't like the landing spot. Really? The Packers? What are wrong with the Packers in the first... There's nobody there but Devontae Adams. They don't even have like a yep. tight end. And Aaron Jones. I, I, that wide receiver I two don't... job. And he's a slot guy too. There's slot open. Like that's perfect. He's great route running. Like this is the player I feel like everybody should be on. Like I don't know how Trenton feels about his film. But I've heard his film's good. His route running's great. He kind of reminds Jerry Judy Light kind of in that aspect. He has strong hands. He set LSU's reception records. Don't give me that head shake. I've heard great things about his route running. No, um, I, I like Justin Jefferson a lot, <laughs> but I don't like the landing okay. spot, honestly. That's crazy you don't like the... I like the draft uh, capital I and the I think spot. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is a pain in the butt, and he will only throw to those people who he likes. And I don't think if Justin Jefferson is going to, you know, bow down to him and say, oh, God, please throw it to I'm not what sure the hell's wrong with Justin Jefferson? Anyways, <laughs> wow. anyways no, he's, no. he's got the breakout age. He's oh. a college dominator. He's got everything. How can you not like Justin Jefferson? The exact opposite of that for me. I like the landing spot, but I don't like his tape. What? I'm really not a fan of his tape. The I... dude's always open. That's the thing you like about Judy. Get the hell out of this podcast. What? I Dude, just, you cannot not... like Judy and not like Justin Jefferson. I don't. He's nowhere near Judy, in my opinion. Okay, that's, he's nowhere that's near. fine if you have Judy higher, but they do the same fucking thing. <laughs> He's nowhere Calm near down. Judy, though. Is the issue. I'm just messing. I have, 
I, I just I don't like his tape as much as others. I think that he sure he had a good season. He had a great season even, but that was mostly a product of Joe Burrow Joe having Brady, an amazing season. Mm-hmm. Sure, Joe Brady, the better Brady. But, <laughs> no, uh, no, you did not do this on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it every podcast. Yes. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, Joe Burrow carried that offense. He made those receivers. Without Joe Burrow's breakout season, they wouldn't be that good. And Justin Jefferson wouldn't be a first-round pick. It's not, not even close. He would be a late second, early third at best. You think so, Jerry Judy would be a first-round pick if he had TCU's quarterback thrown at him? I feel like you can say that for like a lot of prospects, you know? I think Judy would be a first-round pick. I like his tape. I like his tape with other quarterbacks. I like all around. Okay. Before this season, you look at Justin Jefferson's tape before this season, and Joe Burrow broke out. It was It was decent, but it wasn't great. It wasn't first-round material. It was a decent college receiver. Yeah, but how can so you like Burrow think... then? How, why why do we always think it's Burrow that's the one that broke out? Then maybe it's the weapon stepping up too. You know what I mean? Like there's two pieces of the pie. I'm just yeah. I'm just, just kind of just blows my mind on how you're higher than Burrow. Yeah. What, what do what, I know? Watching, we should just move on here. Tape. Watching the tape. Okay. Burrow absolutely broke out this season. His accuracy got better. Everything got better about him. And he made that receiver. I just don't like Jefferson. I, okay. I I'm love not Jefferson. A, I, I mean, he's not he's not a bad pick. He's going to a great landing spot here, in my opinion. So he could be a good pick. But I just am not a huge fan of tape. Okay. Your pick. Yeah, your pick. Show him how it's done. Show him how it's done. He's fucking taking this... Chase Claypool. We already know. We just no, no. <laughs> this is this is who I thought you were gonna take. This is really who I thought you were going to take. I thought in a super flex draft, you wouldn't go Jordan Love. No. Jordan Love's <laughs> landing spot is New Orleans. An amazing landing spot. He's going to learn behind mm-hmm. Drew Brees. And once he takes over, he's going to get Michael Thomas. I, do they still have Traquan Smith, I believe? Yeah, Emmanuel yeah, Sanders. Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, and even... A Kamara. great catching back in Kamara. Jared Cook? He is going into a stacked offense. I talked earlier about how Tua and Joe Burrow were going in this draft were going into good offenses. Jordan Love, if he gets drafted to New Orleans, is possibly going into the best, if not a top three offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So that just that landing spot and being able to learn behind an all-time great as a guy who needs development. Yeah. He's going to learn behind an all-time great, and that's a great landing spot for him. You know, I don't hate it. I was pretty close between those two guys, so I'm not going to sit yeah, here. I like the pick. I like the pick, too. That's a good pick. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that uh, no, both of you did not take Oh, uh, we already know who this is. Who? Can you guess? Um, does his name start with a D? Not a D. Okay. There you go. Because I don't like uh, his uh, landing spot. Mm-hmm. You are talking about Denzel Mims, right? Yeah. But you know, I don't like yeah. my. Yeah, okay. but I like uh, the landing spot of uh, the Viking. I think you know clearly they need uh, another at least a wide receiver too who who can and also um, Thielen is very old. I think he's around thirty. So probably another two years probably, and then he yeah. can be the number one. 
but uh, they mm-hmm. they funnel the targets to only two receivers there so i think he still get around 100 targets in his rookie season and um, i think that's great i think that's a great landing spot cousins is very very accurate so yeah question who do you think's older and sanatan or adam thielen <laughs> we are not uh, talking, we are, the old part himself sanatan we can't compare players to you know uh, normal old, people. Old man. <laughs> yeah. I, I might be older than Frank Gore, so that doesn't mean that I'm very old. I, I think your cane just fell onto the screen. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. His cane? <laughs> your walking cane? You had him looking, bro. <laughs> no, no. I was like, what are you saying? What cane? <laughs> no, you were totally looking for that cane. We exposed him. All right. With my pick here at 201, even though it says. Mm. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. 201 here. I'm going to be taking, if you can set it for me, Denzel Mims. First round draft capital, oh. honestly, is a little high for what I thought. I get, I don't get how the Dolphins are a bad landing spot. He's tied the Herbert. He currently has a Fitzpatrick. I get Preston Williams look good. I get Devontae Parker broke out. But one, it's Devontae Parker, who's like the biggest sell in fantasy football ever this season. Him and mm, Mike, yeah. even bigger than Austin Eckler, who I, you know, have my opinions about. And then like Preston Williams is an undrafted free agent. You know what I mean? Like, he's an undrafted free... Did he look good because Ryan Fitzpatrick's just, like, chucking the ball? Or did he look good because his film was good? We're not going to go there. But, um, you know, it's just kind of like... I like Denzel Mims a lot. This is really good for him. That's, like, one of the best-case scenarios for Denzel Mims there. So, I think top of the second I, is great for him. I understand your point. I totally mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. And I think I, I agree, too. But the only thing is I don't like their philosophy. I I think there are some weapons there too and maybe they, they just run more. Their defense is stacked, yeah. man. I think mm-hmm. they are going to be such a great defense uh, for this year. And I, I just don't think they will need to throw a lot. Yeah. And I get T. Higgins is good too. But I think it's just a better prospect and they both got similar enough situations to where I go, okay, mm-hmm. who's the better prospect? And for me, that's Denzel mm-hmm. Mims. T. Higgins has had an awful kind of combo. No, I totally agree that uh, Mims is the better prospect. Yeah. I just like the landing spot more and the quarterback more. I mean, Cousins is very good. Definitely very good. Mm-hmm. So, um, now we're on the clock here with, I believe it's Trenton here with the 202. Yeah. Okay. You're going to guess the name again. I'm not going to take the name. Okay. <laughs> Claypool. You mean the tight end? <laughs> I love Claypool. I love Claypool. And he is actually getting a really good landing spot. And draft capital. That's insane draft capital for me. And draft capital. Um, Take a See, hmm, I don't know. Now that I relook at it, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to do it. Chase Claypool. He's going to the Texans at 34 here. Traded down with the Indianapolis Colts and my Indianapolis Colts. Um, he's going to the Texans, who have no real wide receiver one. They have a few good options and Brandon Cook and uh, uh, how am I forgetting his name now? I just had it in my head. Uh, um, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. That one. That's that's the one. Will Fuller. That one. <laughs> if Will Fuller can stay on the field, though, I mean. So, um, but I mean, they have decent options, but they still need that clear number one guy. And they do have an elite level quarterback in Deshaun Watson. So, 
So I feel like that's a great landing spot for him with an open wide receiver job with a great quarterback. I think that that's a great fit going to work perfectly and I'm going to take him here. A little bold for me. I don't, I think he's more of a tight end than a wide receiver. Does that mean he could work out? And, you know, I think he'd be my, Chase Claypool is my number one tight end in this class. I'll say that. And that, <laughs> that Texans offense is going to be full of verticals. Uh, jokingly, it's it's going to be the Freddie Kitchen special. Four verticals. You know, <laughs> you got Chase Claypool yeah. who ran a 4-3. You have Brandon Cooks who runs a 4-3. You have Will Fuller who ran a 4-2 or 3. I think I think Jamie Swinston should be signed there and, you know, just YOLO balls. <laughs> just every, unleash as, it. Yeah. Just throw. Someone will catch. Send Their team, other team. I'm, okay. I'm sure Bill O'Brien would straight up trade Deshaun <laughs> Watson away just so he could pick him pick up. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, you could run David Johnson on a wheel route. Oh yeah. <laughs> Slow ass David Johnson. It's not here on the clock. I know, and I hate this mock draft, whoever this Colts. Yeah, forum. that's why I chose <laughs> it. These are all terrible yeah. spots. They're like, how I'm can in we my re- favorite. Yeah, I, I have my favorite landing spot and I, not so favorite player, and then I have a favorite player, not so favorite mm-hmm. landing spot. I don't know what to do. Okay, I'll I'll just go with the player then. Yeah. Hopefully they get a good quarterback later. I'll go with Jalen Rager. And uh, I was actually hoping to see him go to Eagles, and then he would I would have taken him much earlier. Uh, but yeah, I mean unfortunately he went to the Chicago Bears. I don't know what a mess there is. Um, they already have a number one Robinson. Then they have who, who is the other guy? Anthony Miller. Anthony, but he hasn't um, done they much. Don't have a, yeah. yeah, they don't have a competent quarterback. I don't know if it's even a good land. I don't like that landing spot. But I love uh, Eagles landing spot. And but I don't like uh, Lavishka Chenault yeah. Junior. So unfortunate. Yeah, so. I will say the depth chart is wide open though. After Anthony Miller, there's nobody. Except uh, Javon Wims, I think. So he's probably going to... But I don't want the wide receiver three of a team that can't throw properly. Yeah, but that's like day one. And Allen Robinson is a free agent after this year. So does he take over as the wide receiver one next year? Even if the... Let's say the Bears suck. They could drop like a Justin Fields. I don't think they're in the Trevor Lawrence race. But, you know, I, I, I actually... I think he did the right move. That's my point. I think taking the player over the landing spot... Yeah, it's in this rainbow. case, I I did I just did not like Lavishka at all. I just don't like him. Yeah, but I do I go Henry Ruggs or do I go Vishka? That's tough. What does the film say about Henry Ruggs, Stratton? Very good. The film says he's very good. He's he's more than just that deep threat guy. He's everybody's paying him as that deep threat fast guy. He's not that. He's that guy that's going to get open over the middle. He's a great route runner for ha- having that much speed. He is basically, yeah, I think basically Tyree Kill, just a little bit lesser version of Tyree Kill. He's a great route runner with amazing speed. I think I just better I forgot Henry Ruggs was not taken yet. Dang it! Yeah, I'm going Henry Ruggs here. He's probably gonna. Yeah. This is probably the order I take him in, minus that tight end, Chase Claypool. But, um, you know, just Henry Ruggs. It was close between him and Vishka. I might even like Vishka's talent more, but it's the health issues with Vishka Chenault there, second round there to the Eagles. But Henry mm-hmm. Ruggs, first round to the 49ers, 13th overall. 
Yeah, you have to slam take dunk. Him. Slam dunk. Yep. Even yep. if he busts, that's second round draft capital for a guy with elite speed. I don't think he's Tyree Kill. I think he's Deshaun Jackson. I yeah, think me Ty- too. I think Tyree yep. Kill is less of a deep threat than we hype him up to be. I think he's more under. Like he can do that. And he's great at that, but Deshaun, I think he'll play more of what Deshaun Jackson does, which Deshaun Jackson. But look at the draft capital and the coach. I mean, I just love Shanahansky. That coach is great. Mm-hmm. That draft capital is there. The opportunity is there. Who is there? Like apart from um, who's who's the what what receiver there? Forget the name. Uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, apart from Debo, mm-hmm. there's no one there. George Kittle. Like, I, I mean, yeah, what yeah, wide yeah. receiver? They will mm-hmm. at least have two wide receivers, right? So I think the number two job or even the number one is for the taking. I don't think Debo is number one necessarily. So, I mean, Ruggs was a no-brainer. I should have taken him earlier if I realized that he's not taken yet. Yeah, definitely makes a lot of sense there. Um, Yeah, I I, I like it there. So Henry Ruggs is going to be my pick there. I guess trends on the clock here. So So it's a 2.05. Uh, there's one name that sticks out to me. I know I sound like a homer for doing this, but at 44, the Indianapolis Colts select Michael Pittman Jr. I love, love Pittman's tape. Pittman has amazing tape, and he really fits that team. Year one, he's going to do really well because Rivers loves his big targets. Uh, and beyond, he's going to do well because T.Y. Hilton's getting up there in age, and there is really nothing behind Hilton. At so he is going to be that wide receiver, too. He might be wide receiver three early, but he's going to put up some great numbers still. And he'll be that wide receiver two by the halfway mark of his rookie season. And from then on, uh, after a few years, he'll be the wide receiver one. So you're looking at a guy with long-term upside and short-term upside and a guy that I really love the tape on in Michael Pittman. Yep, stole my pick. That's uh, tough yeah. here. And mm-hmm. why did uh, Clyde Edwards Hiller is mocked to the Vic, uh, Raiders, man? That's awful. It makes no sense. Why would oh, they do yeah. that? Just stupid. Rose I just Josh love him and I want to take him, but no, I'm not taking that guy. Uh, so I, yeah, I'll go with Eno Benjamin. To where? And when? Uh, to Rams. And what round? Uh, 126 fourth round to uh, LA Rams, Eno Benjamin. I think the number one job there is for the taking, and he okay. can do really, really well there. I don't know, if he I'll... has the size and the uh, you know, catching uh, prowess, so I think he's a good fit there. Yeah, um, definitely makes sense there to me, and it is open for the taking. I don't know if a day f- three, round four running back's gonna take it from Darrell Henderson. Who was only around earlier, but it's an extra day, and they traded up a lot. I don't know if you remember; they had no draft capital the year they took Henderson. They traded up. They did not trade up a lot. They did trade up a few picks, but mm-hmm. the other thing is that look at—he is round four in this class. If if he was in last year class, I'm sure he would be higher than uh, some of the other uh, running backs. This class is very deep, man. I'm not as high on Eno though. That's the thing too, and it comes down to that. But for me here. Um, I do want to say, looking at this draft, I think people need to realize this class is very deep, especially in the early second, but it is less deep than what we're hyping up to be, especially in a yep. one-quarterback league. Like, landing mm-hmm. spots will ruin players more than it'll help players. Because a lot of the time, I feel like that good landing spot's taken by like a player you don't like. Like, Mikko Hardman um, was taken by the Chiefs when they could have taken DK Metcalf, you know? That's kind of an L there for the Chiefs, but mm-hmm. um, imagine DK on the... Oh, my God. Oh, um, my God, I know. 
<laughs> Holy crap. But I'm going to take Levisco Chenault here. Um, and that's kind of where, even before Eno Benjamin, that's kind of where it just kind of drops for me. I don't, I mean, it just stinks, you know. Some of these landing spots aren't the best. And we chose this kind of mock because we need to realize that this is a possibility. Not everybody's going to go to Kansas City in the first round, you know? Agreed. So LaVisca mm -hmm. Chanel, it's a great landing spot. I do like the player when he's healthy. I feel like this is a player, if you're a film, you know, kind of film grinder like Trenton, you have to like LaVisca Chanel. I've heard every single film grinder say positive things. So, dude, dude I swear to God, you know, like a alleged film grinder that just has the opposite opinion of every film grinder ever. No, I have heard bad things about him too. I, mm -hmm. I, I, Phil Grinders like him, I hear. So, you know, I guess it depends I, on who. But I'm not a big fan. He does meet the, like, the breakout age, I believe. So he's an okay prospect. I'll take it. Like, there's just injury risk mm -hmm. there for Mackinson. But in the second round, Huge in a good landing is. spot, yeah, yeah, a lot of injuries. But the landing spot is amazing. Yeah. No doubt about it. It could be the one. Oh, easily. Also, when the Eagles do draft a wide receiver, I think you guys should try to buy low on JJ Sega Whiteside, but not the point here. I think, um, who's on the clock yeah. here? Trent? Yeah, it'd be me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know where to go from here, honestly. There's lots of bad landing spots mm -hmm. for lots of good players. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's tough. I think that the best. The best remaining landing spot with a good player is at pick 42, where the Falcons traded for the pick from Jacksonville to select Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame. I feel like last season we saw what the Falcons did with a great tight end and Austin Hooper. Honestly, honestly, Hooper isn't that great. He's good, but he's not great. Uh, Matt can be a great tight end. He's not. This draft class of tight ends is weak. But Komet is the clear top option, and he's good receiving guy. And we saw last year all the garbage time points that Hooper put up, and Komet should get the same volume, garbage time, all that stuff. I feel like he's the best available pick here. I don't really see anybody else that I love. I absolutely love the landing spot. Of. Yeah, definitely. Makes okay, sense there to um, me. I have nothing else to add. I mean, for me, I think one of my favorite wide receivers still there, and it's Brandon Ayuk to the Titans. I don't love the landing spot, but I don't hate it too. I think um, Corey Davis is out after this year. Yeah, he could be the number so, two there. A good compliment to AJ yeah. Brown. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And he's he's very good catch, uh, you know, yards after the catch guy too. So... Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it makes a lot of sense to me um who's on the clock here me yep, yep. i'm gonna shock you all some here i'm gonna take one of my sleepers here i actually think got a really good landing spot antonio gibson running back for the indianapolis colts <clears throat> oh good i was thinking about waiting for him and then you know i'm looking at the colts fan over there and i'm like i can't risk that i can't risk that so in antonio gibson here he played wide receiver at memphis one of my running back sleepers this class Oh, he's a lot of hype up to David Johnson. David Johnson was super athletic, super fast. He's really, um, you know, fallen off, though, after the whole, um, you know, just sucking this year. He's not that fast anymore, but he used to be super fast coming out. So Antonio Gibson there, 4-3 speed, 6-2 or something, 228. Big guy. Um, here's the crazy stat about Antonio Gibson, right? I think it was like 78 touches, 1,000 yards. Think about that. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. Super hyper efficient player. 
And, you know, maybe he doesn't meet, like, the kind of the generic running back stats you like, but he was playing wide receiver. So if there is going to be an outlier, if like Antonio Gibson here at 210, a super flex, I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. I, I love Gibson. I actually picked him in the mock draft that we did with the Colts because I love him as a player. He is going to be a great fit in Indianapolis because they have Marlon Mack, but Mack could be gone after the season when his rookie contract is up. So they could be looking for a replacement for Mac. And yeah. Gibson's that guy that can come in, and if he pans out really well, he could be a three-down back and a really good three-down back at that. So I feel like he is a great pick there, and I really was actually going to pick him with the next pick, so you really sniped me there. And oh, yeah, I am stuck. <laughs> Did it take a lot of Mm, horrible spot, horrible landing spot. So I'm, I'll pass on that. Yeah. But, uh, huh. Looking further down, um, you know, there's nobody really else other than I'm going to go with another. I, I had the Colts draft another wide receiver after Michael Pittman Jr. And with the 75th pick, I had them. I had them taking KJ Hamler from Penn State. Like, I love Hamler. Really speedy guy. And on tape, he reminds me a lot of T.Y. Hilton, which the Colts have had at wide receiver. You watch his tape, and he reminds you of that guy that catches it. He's, he's a deep threat guy, mm -hmm. but he's he's that guy that runs over the middle and gets the yardage after the catch, making just going around guys. He doesn't make guys miss. He doesn't do that. He just goes around people mm -hmm. with his speed. And he, that just reminds me of T.Y. Hilton, which is T.Y. Hilton's been amazing for the Colts for so long. And I think he comes in and fills that slot role. He's not going to, I don't think he quite lives up to that T.Y. Hilton level. Mm -hmm. But as the wide receiver two in a few years after Pittman, Pittman and uh, uh, K.J. Hamler, that's going to be a really good duo. And I think that it could really, really turn out really well. Yeah, how about you, Sanan? Who are you taking here? Last pick in the second round. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the landing spot again. I really like the landing spot, maybe, but I like the player too. I'm I'm not very you know low on him, and that's Antonio Gandhi Golden to the Eagles. Okay, okay, I like at, it. In the end, at the end of third round, mm -hmm. I th I think uh, you know. There again, Eagles have all the jobs for the taking for the wide receiver, and since I don't believe in Lavishka Shenault that much, so yeah. I think and Antonio, you know, Gandhi has the opportunity to take it. Definitely, I think that mm -hmm. is really well said there, and I'm stuck between a few players here, but um, this is tough. I think I'm gonna go Zach Moss here. I'm not a big Zach Moss guy, but he did land in Green Bay, and they talked about needing another running back. I was really thinking about taking another guy who I will not mention in case I get sniped, but um, it's just kind of upside there. So in the third round, I'm just shooting high upside, high as upside as possible. And how high of upside could he get as like the Packers running back? Especially with Aaron Jones being a free agent, I believe, after this season. If Zach Moss shows out, he could be the guy. So... Upside picks. That's what I'm thinking here in the third round. I don't care about safety anymore. Makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Trent, you on the clock here. Who are you taking? Um, you look down at pick 100. The New England Patriots have that pick, and 
they are grabbing their Gronk replacement with Harrison Bryant. Yeah. Um, I really, really like Harrison Bryant. He is my tight end two in the class, and he has a ton of upside. He's a perfect fit as that. Honestly, for my player comp, I had him as a lesser version of Gronk. I think he he has that play style. He doesn't have quite the running in the run game, but he does have that dynamic receiving. uh, He's that dynamic receiving threat with a really big body and powerful moving after the catch. So I think he comes in to New England as their next lesser Gronk. Well, I can't, you know, um, Mm -hmm. digest the fact that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to the great. Man, (laughs) I I love him, but, you know, I just love Jacobs too. I don't know Mm -hmm. what will happen if he goes there. And we have to base our thinking on this mock, so I have to push him back even more. And I'll go with Lynn Borden Jr. To Detroit? Detroit. Yep. Okay, not my guy. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, you know Detroit again has the opportunity. Uh, they only have Galladay, and I think after this year, I think Marvin Jones will Marvin Jones will be gone. So I mm-hmm. think there's all the opportunity for him to you know shine there. Yeah, good thing. I'm Danny not very Amendola. high on him too. Yeah. I think Danny Amendola is very old man. I think he will go oh, he after old. this year too. Yeah, I was bringing that up too because he's gone as well. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. the, the opportunity is there. I'm I'm just talking about opportunity here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said, mm-hmm. the ups, upside yeah. pick in the third round. We can't yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take my next best available player here. Not the best landing spot, but I, draft capital is pretty solid. Brian Edwards in the third round went to the Ravens. <laughs> I love good. I love sniping trend. Hold on. I think I, <laughs> I love Edwards too, but I'm I don't like the landing spot. That's this fine. is how I feel when I snipe Trenton Roberts. Just saying, I feel like a badass. Um, he had seven. Okay, the cool stat here about Brian Edwards: seven. He broke out at age seventeen. There's only been like nine wide receivers who have ever done that in NFL history, and seven out of the nine of them are like Hall of Famers, except Keenan Allen. So, like, if you're breaking out that young, and what breakout age is for our viewers is like a college dominator rating above a certain percentage, um, means you're getting your team's uh, touchdowns, receiving yards. It's like a calculation, right? So he did that at age 17. People are still in high school at age 17. So the fact that he's doing that at a college level at South Carolina, a pretty good division there, in my opinion, for a 17-year-old. Man, I get the landing spot's bad, but I don't believe in Hollywood Brown. He could still be the number one wide receiver there, too. So, that's my guy. I feel great about him. I love I That's my guy, too. Mm. But I just... I should have taken him instead of Lynn Borden. I think so. You shut up, but you let him slide the uh, draft master. <laughs> oh I love God. Edward's tape. I love his tape. He's a great player on film. And he's going to a landing spot where he is going to be a top two wide receiver right away. Yeah. Um, so, and with with a young up and coming quarterback, mm-hmm. that's a great landing spot. Up and coming. Great how much there. do you want him to come even more? Like he he already came. Up and coming. <laughs> no, is up a and coming. More. Just enough so he can as get he all his more as a passer and get he even was more. He was the top passer last year. You know that he has the highest passer rating last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I still take Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson, so. Because you're stupid. That's why. <laughs> no, because I like to push your buttons. 
<laughs> okay, who who is it here chatting for you? Let's try to finish this round. Off. Pick my player, so I am lost now. Um, <laughs> AJ Dillon. Exactly, your player is still there. Yeah, dude, we all know. <laughs> I, I like AJ Dillon, but that landing spot in Philadelphia, I think Miles Sanders is going to be that guy. So I I don't know. I might take him a few picks later, but he could fit that still... Jordan Howard role. Jordan exactly. Howard. Exactly. That's what I yeah. think. It's, it's not a bad. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe. Spot. But I'm gonna go with a different player that I like just a little bit more here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with the pick 158 to the New York Jets, Josh Kelly, running back from UCLA. I think that he he has a, some great. Some really good film. He's underrated as a prospect. And I think that Le'Veon Bell is going to be out in a few years. And uh, Kelly can definitely be that heir to the throne. He'll be the next lead running back. Okay. Okay. I don't hate it. Yeah, I just Mm -hmm. can't wait anymore. I have to take him. And that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Okay. I just love the love the player. I I hate the landing spot, but yeah, I, I'm just going to take it. Who knows what will happen? That's the best available player. Maybe it will be a committee, and maybe maybe they if they take him in the third round for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I know. Maybe they're just like trading Jacobs, and this is like a crazy universe, you know, where they're like, oh, we aren't happy with Jacobs. I just don't like mm-hmm. the mock having him at two Raiders. I just don't know who. It's who not did realistic. That. That's an awful. Pick. Yeah, I I blame the mm-hmm. Colts fan club, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fan club ain't smart there, but a landing spot I do like here is 151. It's, I don't know if that's fourth or fifth round there. It's a day three pick, but Keyshawn Vaughn going to Vanderbilt, going to the Chargers. Now, I know some of us are bullish on Eckler more than others, um, but I mean, he has a chance to take over that Melvin Gordon role. Um, I believe he went to a smaller school than transferred to Vanderbilt his junior year, and he did great at the combine, too. Athletically tested higher than I thought he would. I believe he ran. Um, like four four high four fours uh low four fives or something like that so he's a fast player too he has the first kind of that you like too uh he has solid film he's a good pass catcher um dip really well at not a great football school there at vanderbilt so i think um Keyshawn vaughn here good landing spot could take over austin eckler not true through there so i don't like the fourth round draft capital but third round i'll take it okay Keyshawn vaughn it is well, I'm going to go the player two picks above, or on our list, two mm-hmm. above where you selected. At the pick 135, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers trade for this pick from Tennessee via Miami. Mm-hmm. And they're going for Devin DuVernay. I can't, Devin DuVernay. Yeah, you sniped me. Yeah, he's... He is going to an offense with, sure, they struggled and they didn't have a great team last year, but he's going to a team where I really don't like any of their other options behind Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster and then maybe Deontay Johnson, but I'm not a huge Deontay Johnson guy. So DuVernay, DuVernay? Whatever it is, yeah. Just call him Devin. Devin, my boy Devin. Yeah. I was almost named Devin, but now I'm in Dylan. Just fun fact oh. of the day. Yes. Look how lucky he up. is. Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, lo- I love his tape. He has some really good tape. And he's going to a spot where he can be that second mm-hmm. option right away. Yeah, definitely. Um, yep. 
Am I um, on the, who's on the clock here? Me? I am, oh, you are. I am okay, 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 okay. What? Did we miss something here? No, 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 no. no. You're oh, on the clock. Oh, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to, uh, you know, select the player. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought, you know. Oh, this is the last pick. Okay. Yeah. My next pick's the last pick in this rookie draft. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to select uh, Jalen Hurts. Damn it! Take that back right now! No! Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts at the end of third round is just a steal, I think. Yeah. Even though he'll be, you know, behind Darnold, I, he's very talented. I don't know what will happen there. Probably, I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what is that. I hate the coach. I'm not big on Darnold. I don't know why they would select Hurts there. But if they have selected him, there must be some plan. I -hmm. think he he has all the tools to take over from Donald. So I I really like him. Okay, I respect it. You know, that was my pick here. But I was between two guys here. So I'll just move it on here quickly. Hunter Bryant went in the third round of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They've been looking for a tight end for years. And honestly, I know they sent Blake Jarwin to the extension. I don't think Blake Jarwin's that good. Um, Jason Witten, honestly, if he takes over Jason Witten's role, but he's not like 50 years old, that honestly has some decent tight end value. So like in the third round, especially because I feel like he kind of reminds me of Evan Ingram on tape. Now, hopefully he can stay healthy on like Evan Ingram, ran a lot slower at the combine than he thought he would. But overall, I feel like he could be that receiving tight end they need. So not really much of an inline blocker, but super explosive on film, hit a thousand yards with Jacob Eason this year. Cool. Yeah, okay. Very quality pick. I really like the landing spot, like you said. And I don't like him as much as a player, mm-hmm. but he definitely has that talent to be that guy I mean, going to an offense that needs a tight end. Yeah, so. but you don't like any players I select, so. <laughs> I'm going to seem even more like a homer after this pick because, yes, I'm going back to the Colts. Wow. Who are you, Travis? <laughs> At pick 160, the Colts select Colby Parkinson, the tight end from Stanford. The Colts are looking for their receiving tight end. They just lost Ebron in free agency. Dude, they have Mo'Ally Cox. Guy. I love Mo'Ally Cox, but if they Tiger select Colby Parkinson, he's going to be that guy over Mo'Ally Cox. But, yeah, uh, Parkinson is a massive, massive tight end. Standing at like six seven, six eight, somewhere in there. So he is, and he is a dynamic receiving threat at that height. So I feel like he's going to a team where he can be their receiving tight end right away and contribute immediately and have long term value. Yeah, definitely makes sense there. Um, last pick here. Who are you taking, Sanan? I am taking Donovan. People's Jones oh. to the Raiders mm-hmm. at pick number 80. That's a respectable position. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, the, the opportunity is there. Like, they don't have a wide receiver one right now. So, mm-hmm. probably, and I have heard good things about him. So, yeah, that's why. Definitely a high recruit there. I just want to say before the draft went ended, uh, now, that, now since it has ended, excuse me, um, a couple of players how shocked weren't even selected. Jake Fromm, third round at Green Bay. Could he be the successor? I mean, that's a pretty good um, kind of just organization there, to be honest. The Green Bay Packers are normally pretty solid. And um, another guy was Albert O going to the Jets. I know they have uh, Chris Herndon, but Albert O blew up the combine, athletic, 
I mean, if you like breakout age, if you like kind of that process statistically here, he shouldn't be undrafted. So most rookie drafts tend to be four rounds anyways, so they'd be drafted. But those are two guys for me that I was, I was shocked weren't drafted. How about you guys? I got another name for you. Looking at pick 76 from Tampa Bay, Jacob Eason, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's going yeah. in. Like I mentioned earlier, when I picked Jordan Love, I said he's going behind Brady and all-time great. He's going to learn there. Uh, Jacob Eason's doing the same thing. He's going to a great yeah. offense, mm-hmm. backing up, going to back up an all-time great quarterback. So I feel like that's a good pick there. I just think that his buff potential is relatively high. That's true. I've heard bad things about his work ethic. So yeah, and I, I think I mean I think uh, Trenton will like my pick. I think uh, AJ Dillon is a good player, but mm-hmm. you know the. The landing and the landing spot is not the worst. I yeah. mean, I mm-hmm. think we could have selected selected him in the third round. Uh, so I think he'll definitely be selected. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I blame all of this whatever happened to these Colts fan who, oh, who uh, draft like their you know management does, which is very very bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, fight me. Too, too many short stick. This is terrible. Um, yeah, whatever teams Trent selected for, those were the worst, though. I do like the landing spots for Taylor and DeAndre Swift, but after that, they screwed up the whole draft, bro. Like, this running back class is good. I don't know why a lot of these guys are going, like, the fifth I, round. I, I love your uh, Taylor pick, though. I love, I mean, he should go to Baltimore. That'd be so, That'd much, be fun. so much fun. I can't wait till Leonard Fournette gets traded there for a fifth, and then you're just going to be, like... I'll be okay with it. I guess it's a fail, I mean, but... Yeah. yeah, I don't care about Fournette. I care about Baltimore. Like, if, mm-hmm. if he comes for a fifth, I would be very happy. Yeah, it'll be a mm-hmm. letter for Fournette truther. But with that being yeah. said, but... that's all the time here we have here. But we'll um, let try and say his last thing before we wrap it up. I'm just going to agree with you. Jonathan Taylor in mm-hmm. Baltimore is an amazing fit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So now we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching today's episode where no matter the platform, um, my name is Dylan Thomas. I'm joined with Nat Sarah and Trenton Roberts. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. a great Thank you so much. rest of your day. Remember to stay safe, wash your hands, keep your social distance. Have a great one. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Feel free to leave feedback, subscribe, or check out our previous content. And remember, have a fantastic rest of your day.